It's time to accelerate. Hi, I'm your host, Andy Paul. Join me as I host conversations with the leading experts in sales, marketing, sales automation, sales process, leadership, management, training, coaching, any resource that I believe to help you accelerate the growth of your sales, your business, and most importantly, you. Hello, and welcome to Accelerate. Yeah, I'm excited to talk with my guest today. Joining me is Moet Garg, founder of MindTickle, a company that markets a sales readiness platform. Now, with the explosion and the number of companies releasing products into the sales technology space, that's come with an increased number of platform categories. You know, there's sales acceleration platform, sales development platform, sales enablement platform, sales engagement platform, just to name a few. But my guest today, Moet Garg, has developed a new platform, Sales Readiness, that, at least to my mind, is perhaps the most clear-cut of the categories in terms of its mission. And he's going to talk to us about sales readiness and what it means for you. So, Moet, welcome to the show. Thank you, Andy. It's great to be on the show. Thank you for the opportunity. Well, thanks for joining us. So, take a minute, introduce yourself, sort of give us some background on you. I'd be glad to. Uh, So my background is a combination of technology and business consulting prior to MindTickle. So I've, I've been in the Valley for close to 20 years now, uh, worked in three Silicon Valley startups, and was in the technology side of things, was always interested in how uh, new products and solutions were disrupting different spaces, supported the sales team in several ways as a technologist. Uh, subsequently, at PwC, I was leading large uh, projects and engagements, and I ended up selling services. And across the board, I could see a transition of how the nature of sales was changing, how the questions in sales discussions were getting more about, how to communicate value proposition. So uh, over the years, I gravitated towards sales technology. Uh, In 2012, I co-founded MindTickle with three more like-minded people. And we built a platform for gamified and engaging learning which has morphed and evolved over the years to where we coined the term sales readiness because like you so rightly mentioned, and thank you for your kind words, Andy, we wanted this to communicate the outcomes that our technology needs to deliver. Mm-hmm. And the outcome we want to deliver is for the customer-facing staff and salespeople to be ready to deliver great customer experience and deliver on their objectives in terms of sales numbers. So as a founder of the, one of the founders of the team, I have led our go-to-market efforts uh, internally at MindTickle. So I dog food our own product. So <laughs> I'm the user of our own technology. Well, good. So I, I lead sales and marketing at MindTickle, and it's been a rewarding learning journey. I've met so many great people. I continue to be extremely excited about this space. All right. So first question before we jump into the serious stuff. So where'd the name come from? <laughs> yeah, so the the name was a lengthy discussion which spanned over a couple of weeks where uh, we wanted to bring about a few themes. First, we wanted to be uh, we wanted to challenge the dull, boring, and uninspiring enterprise sort of expectation of you know uh, enterprise name and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know those gray fonts. So we wanted to be different. So that name uh, really captured the essence of consumerization of the enterprise. And and secondly, we wanted to communicate how you need to make the process of learning and absorption of uh, the information that salespeople need to succeed to be fun and not intimidating, right? right? So we don't believe in draconian ways of beating down on salespeople and get them up to speed. 
So we thought that name really captured the essence of what we wanted to represent in a brand. And we're really proud and very excited about the name. And it's loved by our customers as well. Oh, good. Well, and also it has the, the virtue of having no X, no Z, <laughs> or no Q in it, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which seemed to be and, a problem and, with most tech companies. And an avail available domain name. And, well, sir, yeah, certainly. That's why, I think that's why there are so many X's and Z's in those names. Yeah, <laughs> totally if you pair fun. two Z's together, yeah. your odds of getting the domain yeah, yeah. go up quite a bit. But Okay, so in your mind, when you're starting this and... You know, readiness has several dimensions. You talk about onboarding, you talk about ongoing training, yep. keeping, uh, you know, sort of continuous learning process yep. that yep. salespeople really need to go through. So let's sort of start with the fundamental thing. Is in your mind, what was wrong with conventional sales training? Yep, that's a great question. And uh, this is a great place to start this conversation, Andy, because it's not like sales training hasn't existed. Right, it's been existed for almost as long as sales has existed. Yes, but the the question that people ask about Mindtickle is why, and I think the better question is why now, right? And that's the background on, on which I want to uh, build my argument. If you look at what's happened over the last perhaps ten years, is that the nature of the sales process has changed significantly, right? Uh, number one. If you think about the environment in which salespeople operate, it's a much more dynamic environment. There's something called business cycles. The business cycles have shortened. So an example of a technology product company business cycle would be how often do you update the product? How often do you enter new markets? How often does a new competitor come and challenge you? Mm -hmm. That process used to be maybe six months, one year, couple of years in some industries. These days, those kind of dynamic changes have to be adapted to in matter of weeks. So a sales rep has to deal with how often product is getting updated, which could be matter of weeks, or new objections coming on the field, which could be matter of weeks. So the velocity of how sales reps need to be updated, uh, that has increased significantly. And the old age methodologies of doing a boot camp every quarter or putting people into a classroom or doing a webinar every month, they were not designed to cater to such a dynamic environment. So well, and actually, people ask, people's minds don't work that way anyway, and because yeah, yeah, yeah. people can't retain knowledge. I mean, it's mm -hmm. not <laughs> not saying it's, yeah. a, it's a problem, but it's just a general problem with people in general. The studies yeah. have shown that you sit in a classroom within thirty days, mm -hmm. you've lost ninety percent of what you learned. Great point, Andy. Yeah, and that that is the second part of my argument because you know once you've answered about the business context on why such a gap exists in the market, the second question to ask is how do you fill that gap? Right? And the way you fill that gap is put the salesperson in the center of your sales readiness strategy. And you think about what would make the salesperson successful. Right? And that's where you turn it on its head as opposed to providing a pull environment where you provide a wiki or a repository and say, you know what, now I have an online method of uh, keeping my reps up to date and I'm going to build a repository with 200 documents. Now, that isn't exactly solving the problem. So it, it's about combining the user interactions with the right engagement techniques, mm -hmm. uh, the right user experience. It's about looking at data in a certain way that you're designing for usage and not just for shelfware. So those have been many of the ways we've been very successful at addressing this challenge that most organizations face today. Yeah. So it, it's been a learning journey for us. I, I think uh, 
our product and solution today is evolved significantly from four years back when we started on this journey. And we are hungry learners. So one of the ways we uh, think we'll thrive and succeed and help our customers is because we're never taking our success for granted. Okay. No, I, which is, <laughs> is very apropos for a company that's in the training and the learning business. So absolutely. Let's start, go through some of the challenges that that you confront when, and you know, companies confront. Excuse me, when they're in the sales business, and in one, certainly is hiring and onboarding mm-hmm. new employees. Right. So that's one of the I know one of the main challenges that that you sort of taken on, and and I think the accepted wisdom, sort of in certainly in the SaaS space, software as a service space, and in, in the Valley, is that seven months is sort of the number you hear is how long it right. takes to get a rep from point you hire right. them to the time that they're fully productive. That is right. And certainly the investors and the boards would like to see that at least cut in half. Yep. Yep. So let's start with the question. Why is it taking seven months? Yeah. Great question. So uh, let me first uh, remark on how uh, ironic it is that the seven months is in the business models of every company. <laughs> I, I find that ironic because they well, take it as a given. Well, right? I, well I, I like to shake up sales leaders by saying, why would you take it as a given? Well, but I think you, if you're you're right, why'd you take it as a given? But also, you understand why those numbers sort of populate throughout the business plans in the valley because totally everybody says this is what. If I say anything different than this, the yeah. investors are going to think I'm I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, and and that is where I, I think there is a belief we are creating in the industry that you needn't take the seven months as a given. So let's answer why it is a seven month period, right? Um, we did a lot of analysis on what goes on in those seven months. And uh, there are three types of opportunities. And it's all, almost like a Maslow's pyramid where you can go with the low-hanging fruit first. And the low-hanging fruit of why it takes seven months is because of the waste. There is a good amount of a month of or two months of waste in terms of inefficiency in onboarding processes. Right. So what, do, what does that mean? Um, today, when you think about boot camps, salespeople, when they're brought into an organization, they typically have the opportunity to go through a few days of boot camp. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, prior to deploying MindTickle, our customers' boot camps would look like this. They would have sessions, some of these long-form sessions where the production side of the house, the product teams will come and talk about the product, the marketing teams will talk about the brand and persona. So there was a lot of one-way delivery of information. And the salespeople were drinking from a fire hose. Mm-hmm. Now, I reference Salman Khan's Khan Academy. And this is very similar to where students come in and teachers go through coursework and kids take notes. So we took inspiration from why Salman Khan's flipped classroom model works really well. The reason Khan Academy does a great job uh, and this has been proven in several of the Bay Area schools where this has been implemented, if kids could take their pre-work and read up a chapter before they come into class, and in class the teacher facilitates discussions, that makes for a richer experience, richer discussions, and better absorption. Mm-hmm. So these are one of the many ways how we have plucked low-hanging fruit, where we have eliminated waste in the onboarding process, where that one hour with a subject matter expert as opposed to a one-way delivery or monologue of information becomes a richer discussion because the pre-work is already done on a technology platform like MindTickle. The sales reps come prepared with the baseline knowledge 
and the subject matter expert has a rich discussion about how that knowledge needs to be applied in the context of the customer's needs and conversations. The second area of low-hanging fruit is travel and all the time zone synchronization that needs to take place in a larger multi-location organization. When you are using technology the right way, then you bring people together for the most valuable interactions and the interactions where you would be just passing on information which doesn't require a human to be face to face, you can uh, defer that to technology. And to your point earlier, from a user engagement perspective, people don't learn just by giving them bursts of information at one go. So if you're able to take that seven month period and divide it into phases where you have a structured milestone based plan, you have them go through weekly milestones or monthly milestones and the reps track their progression and the leadership team is able to see which reps are tracking, which ones need a little bit of developmental health, uh, help. This tracking enables organizations to ensure that a 90-day mark, most of their new hire class, people brought in in a cohort, they're, they're ready to go into uh, shadowing exercises or going into making some phone calls or sitting on support desks. We are among many other opportunities helping companies put a structure around the onboarding process, put milestones, put measurement, leverage technology the right way in a flipped classroom model and compress the sale, the onboarding cycle. So last thing I would add is we have measured before after mm -hmm. and we have data points and one of our customer, uh, Avalara, worked very closely with us. We're very appreciative of the uh, rigor they brought into this process and they were able to measure just because of low-hanging fruit, they were able to reduce the new hire ramp time by 40 days. Think about 40 days of additional revenue generation capacity. Sure. That's when going to be huge for any sales leader. Sure. When you're paying the salary of the people that are there, absolutely. Big time. Big time. So, yeah, I, mean, I think one of the great things I saw about onboarding recently was, uh, have you read uh, Mark Roberge's book, The Sales Acceleration oh, yeah. Formula? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, Mark's great. Yeah, a great book. And what they talk about is how they actually involve the people in their actual work as part of their yes. training mm -hmm. and it seems like you sort of do that as well at least i understood looking at the the product is that through yeah. the role play yeah. capability that yeah. you know it's just not sitting in a classroom absorbing but actually mm -hmm. having to engage in activities that can be measured coached and so on right right and those are the top two layers of that proverbial pyramid right so one is reducing waste um, second is providing practice in context of uh, real customer scenarios. So if you only think about onboarding as knowledge acquisition, I, I, I don't think people think of that, but some people do. That, that's not the idea. The idea is how are customer-facing teams, sales team, customer success, uh, sales engineers, applying that knowledge in context of the customer's context and needs. Right. So with the role play capability and some of the technology investments you've made, we provide a safe practice environment where you can paint a scenario, you can give the example of a certain prospect which could be pulled from your own real examples, and you can give the buyer persona, company persona, and ask an account executive and say, hey, an SDR just qualified a prospect, these are the qualification notes, these are the people that you're gonna call into, can you deliver a two-minute elevator pitch? 
And after you've delivered your own elevator pitch, we're going to show you best practice videos on how the best sales reps in the organization are delivering that elevator pitch. And you could do the same with objection handling and pricing discussions and whatnot. Okay. Codifying yeah. the sales process really helps and giving that practice really helps. That's the second layer of how we provide faster onboarding. Um, yeah, the role play is, is such a key way to, to train people. So what you're doing is you're doing this through video. And um, so a couple questions that sort of come to mind. One is like the elevator pitch. You know, they're getting on your system, they're recording a video. Uh, that's just them into the camera is, let's say, like a like said, elevator pitch. But then do they have the capability of doing uh, interactive role play as well? Yeah. So this is where um, I like to draw upon the areas where technology does a great job and can be applied and areas where technology gets too complex to be usable. Mm -hmm. So when we think about developing technology and products, we think about how practical is the use case to be solved through technology. And when we applied this lens to this opportunity to role play and create mastery of the talk track, uh, we found that any sales leader that we spoke with and we challenged them and we said, can you think about few talk tracks or customer situations or conversations that if your salespeople could master, you would have 80% confidence that they're going to win in every, every conversation. And the sales leaders came up with a list. So we got a list all the way from how do they explain pricing to how do they position my solution versus a competitor solution. And that's the exercise we encourage each sales leader to do when they sign up with MindTickle. And the reality is sales conversations can be codified, not scripted. So this is where I become very specific about the terminology. Scripting sales conversation, we all know, has huge perils. In some very limited environments, it can work. But codification... Codification is where you become best practices, you bring right stories, mm -hmm. you interweave the right sound bites that connect with the prospect. Codification doesn't have to be necessarily a bi-directional interchange. Creating a bi-directional interchange will require time zone synchronization. It will create the same kind of challenges that a traditional webinar or you know, a classroom type of method has. You have to have the instructor's availability at the same time you have the student's availability. We didn't want to recreate the same challenges. So we do not do bi-directional role play. We have templates and best practices by which you can break down the opportunity stages into sales conversations, how an SDR would benefit from practice on how to leave voicemail, how to create urgency, whereas an AE would benefit from practicing a closing conversation or demonstrating ROI. So breaking it down is key for succeeding with the role play strategy. And we do not, not only provide technology, we do a great job at providing the consulting and best practices on how salespeople should be using MindTickle to get the best of codification and mastery of the talk track. Okay. Yeah, I'm thinking about that. I mean, I, 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 the problem with, um, you know, sort of no interactivity on some role play is that, is that you, you know, you need to have that feedback. You know, yep. it's like a performer. That's trouble with sales. I mean, sales is performance art in yep. many respects, yep. right? And so part of what you say, at least that's a response. And so what you have to say next 
in a real conversation, the back and forth is sort of based on that response you get. And that's your codification. I agree a hundred percent. That's really important because you, you codify questions and answers, questions, following questions, following questions to your following questions and so on. Um, so anyway, I, yeah, no, I understand why you do it the way you do. I just, I still think there's a need for interactivity at some point for in that onboarding process. That's, and it could be just maybe how people, it's how people learn how to model the behavior is really the critical thing there. Right. I I would like to add to that, uh, Andy, and we're not doing away with the role of a mentor or a coach or a manager, right? Uh, We don't believe in technology replacing the role of the human. As much as as a lot of managers would like you to. (laughs) As much as they would like us to, but technology is an amplifier. So my comment was not that interactive role play is not required. My comment was technology should not be solving for that. Yeah. That's fine. That's fair. So when we build products, we want want to build products which are easy to use. And that has driven us to create the interactions that we produce in a product, which is based on codified scenarios. Mm -hmm. Uh, Our customers combine the mindical practice with real-life discussions with mentors and senior leadership and senior salespeople. And that combination is explosive. It provides so much value because you're getting the boost both the both you've got a safe environment to practice as a salesperson get the feedback so mindical does have feedback loops they're not real time the feedback comes back when at the evening or the next day the reviewer gets time to watch that video and provide feedback and combine that with real interactive discussions so that combination works out really well good all right so the next thing that you do in addition to the role plays then is you know, reinforcement. And this is mm-hmm. where I think harkens back to your gamification uh, when yeah. you started the company is, That's right. is sort of in the moment uh, yeah. advice and tips and techniques that, and updated product knowledge even that are are delivered to the reps. And it's, I sort of like this idea of, you know, you're prepping for a call and before you hop on the call, just you give yourself a little quick product test or something. Right, right. And this is where uh, when I speak with sales leaders, the question I ask them is, um, if as a VP of sales, you were in a board meeting, and in the board meeting, uh, the leadership decided to enter a new vertical, uh, create a new value proposition, or pivot into a different direction, how many days does it take between that board meeting to when the salespeople start playing out that new messaging in the sales conversations? And the answer could vary anywhere between three weeks to three months. Sometimes mm. it takes a quarter to sure. realign your sales team. Sure. Right? Absolutely. Now, MindTickle helps compress that timeline because we provide this very agile way of communicating dynamic information and change. So an example would be as simple as that same weekend after that board meeting, the VP of sales goes on the webcam, records themselves a message to the sales team pushes it out, and it goes as a push notification on everybody's mobile app. Within two days, MindTickle data will show you that 60 to 70% of the sales team would have consumed that video and reacted to it. So they would have either liked that video, posted a comment, or answered a question in the quiz and demonstrate that they have consumed the video, they understand what the new direction is, and a confirmatory test that, yes, I know enough to now start playing this out. And you can even confirm it with a role play where this person says, hey, this is a recording of how I'm going to play out this messaging. 
And then we have intelligent reminders where some people who didn't get to it in the next three days, they start getting those smart push notifications and email reminders saying, hey, this is a really critical update pushed by Joe Smith, the VP sales, and he needs you to have this as part of your messaging by week two. So we, we do this intelligent reminders. So especially for large distributed teams, this is a great compliment to the Monday call. On Monday call, VP sales gets on the call and says, guys, we had this board meeting. This is a new messaging. Great. Now, how many of you have already played the message? Half of them has already played that message. So because of technology now becoming part of the workflows on how sales leaders and teams, sales operations teams, sales enablement teams are closing this information gap, getting new updates, new features, new objections, all of these real time, it takes less than 15 minutes, it takes 10 minutes to publish a new update. We're closing that gap, which earlier would be two weeks, three weeks of production time to get a marketing approved message going out to the sales team. That mm -hmm. model doesn't work in an agile environment anymore. Yeah, no, I think it's a great approach. It's all mobile based, yeah. which is really important for today's mm -hmm. sales mm -hmm. force. And yeah, and the constant reinforcement, you know, learning best effect as we talked about earlier in small bites, Mm -hmm. and in continuous learning that's right that's, that's not right. episodic and that's i think really the two things that you're beginning to address i you know maybe when we finish the conversation i'll i've got another idea for you but um love to hear that <laughs> but uh yeah i think it's the right approach because it's you have to engage sales reps all the time and, and one of the big culture changes i think that's happening you talked about the dynamic business environment yeah is that Something the gap that still exists is mm -hmm. that sales reps in general don't look at learning yes. being one of the core skills that's part required for their job. And you know, there's been good books written about this recently, um, but that's really that's really critical. Mm -hmm. They say, okay, I, I'm I'm prepared to invest less time watching TV to be able to <laughs> to learn more about my job and my skills because it's really demanding because it's changing so fast. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so one one advice there is don't call it training, don't call it learning, call it sales readiness. It changes the mindset. And yeah, that's what sales readiness. Accomplish. Yeah, absolutely. Sales readiness. Uh, I like that. I'll steal it. I'll use it in my own work. So that's no, good. <laughs> we'll, su we'll support you with that. So, um, well, good. Well, great information. We're going to move to the last segment of the show where I have some standard questions I ask my guests. Mm -hmm. um, first one's a hypothetical scenario I pose to everybody. Is, and this is, you're the star of the hypothetical scenario. You've just been hired as a new sales leader for a company whose sales have stalled out and they're kind of stuck. And senior management wants change in a hurry. So what two things would you do your first week on the job that could have the biggest impact so if I'm a sales leader and the sales are stuck, then yeah, it doesn't mean they necessarily stop, but they're just not—they're not going where they need to be going. Yeah, yeah. No, great point. So I—I I, I would investigate. Uh, there are always two parts of the problem. It's either not meant to be sold or it's not being sold right. So first thing I would do is investigate if it is uh, the value proposition itself as a challenge or the process as a challenge, and the easy litmus test to figure that out. And once you've figured out which department the challenge is in, it's about taking a process engineering view of the problem. Uh, if it's a process challenge, you can look at the people process technology and evaluate. If it's a value proposition challenge, then you've got to go back to the drawing table, uh, take a very objective outside in of the market and the problem you're solving, and speak to customers and see if your 
value proposition is still relevant and you you need to go back and rebuild sometimes that is the answer mm -hmm. okay good all right so i've got some rapid fire questions for you you can give me one word answers or you can elaborate and sure. as much as you want i mean so the first one is when you're selling personally when you are out selling what's your most powerful sales asset credibility and uh domain expertise name one tool you use for managing sales that you can't live without my crm which one do you use salesforce.com okay who's your sales role model um i'll have to say my sales role model um is mark roberge because i have a lot in common with him <laughs> he's uh, not a traditional salesperson and he's brought a, brought a very scientific approach to building the business yes so i'll have to say he's my role model excellent so if i were to ask you the one book that every salesperson should read mm, predictable revenue okay aaron by aaron ross. ross have you read his new book um i have read experts excerpts it's on my to-do list okay that's a good book you should read it it's mm -hmm. like okay case studies what people took predictable revenue what they do with yeah. it yeah excellent yeah. Uh, and he was on my show just a couple weeks ago so um all right tough question for you is what music is on your playlist right now <laughs> uh i'm a big fan of instrumental music mm -hmm. and uh, it's a combination of yanni and uh, piano by candlelight so it's all instrumental okay all right what's the first sales activity you do every day I check in on what are the topmost things I need to get done today to accomplish my sales objective. Sometimes it's about uh, coaching my sales team member who's trying to lock in a deal for that day. So it's about going into spending 10 minutes and figuring out where I can create the most impact and support my team. Okay. Well, excellent. Well, I want to thank you for joining me. My guest today has been Mohit Garg. Mohit, tell people how they can find out more about MindTickle. Uh, yeah, we'd love to get more feedback from the listeners, and I can be reached directly at mg at mindtickle.com. Uh, as for my company's products and learning more about how we help our customers succeed, uh, you can learn at mindtickle.com or follow our handle on Twitter at mindtickle. And you know, love to hear from you on Twitter. Uh, my handle is mogar. It's M-O-H-G-A-R. Okay, excellent. And yeah, all this information will be on the show notes page. So if you didn't uh, write that down in time, it's going to be there. You can find that and how to get hold of Mohit. So thank you very much again for being on the show. And uh, remember, friends, make it a part of your day every day to deliberately learn something new to help you accelerate your success. And I say this every day. It's not just this episode. So one easy way to do that is to make Accelerate a part of your daily routine. You can listen to it first thing in the morning on your commute, in the gym, or maybe include as part of your morning sales huddle. But make sure you don't miss any of my conversations with top business experts like my guest today, Mohit Garg, who shared his expertise about how to accelerate the readiness of your sales team. So thanks for joining us, and until next time, this is Andy Paul. Good selling, everyone. Thanks for listening to the show. If you like what you heard and want to make sure you don't miss any upcoming episodes, please subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or Stitcher.com. For more information about today's guests, visit my website at andypaul.com.